Hi, everybody. Welcome to the I Think This Is Love podcast. I'm your host, Cherie. And if you're a first time listener, this is the podcast where we talk all about love. So today with me is my good friend, Jaquita. Jaquita, do you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. All right. So Jaquita, can you give us your status update? Now, this is just your relationship status and how you feel about it. I am single and I'm extremely excited to be single right now. Great. I love that answer. Okay. So it is time for us to go on a friend date. Now, this is just a string of semi-personal questions and you just answer to the best of your ability. So if you had an autobiography, what would be the title? The Mystery of Me. All right. Why? There are so many questions always. Um, Even after I introduce myself, even after someone else introduces me, um, just being me, there's always some sort of mystery to people. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a mystery to them, but not from me because I'm an open book. But for some reason, there seems to lie a mystery Hmm. for them. So, yeah. All right. In a movie about your life, which actress would play you? Viola Davis, for sure. Nice. (laughs) And then who would play your love interest and your co-star? Idris Elba. Nice. Okay, you know what? He comes up on this podcast so often. Like, I thought it was going to be like a running joke at first because I would talk about him. But literally, a lot of people talk about Idris Elba because he's just such a beautiful man. Um... Okay, what is your favorite movie? Seven Pounds. Okay. I actually know what that one is. Yeah. I think. That's the one with Will Smith, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Are you an only child or do you have siblings? I have siblings. I have two older sisters and a younger brother. Okay. So kind of in the middle. Yep. Beach or mountains? Beach. Really? Oh, you just went to the beach for the first time. Yes. Do you want to tell people about that? Wow. Um, I felt a lot like a two-year-old that had never seen something so big and something so available. Um, it was like the best backyard I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I had to get in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you get in it? I did. That's I awesome. threw my sandals off and I ran into the ocean fully clothed. Nice. And then I ran from it. Because <laughs> it was so big, so fair enough. Yeah. Um, what is the most attractive trait in someone you're looking to date? There's something about genuineness mm-hmm. that you don't have to ask or wonder. It just is. Yeah, like they're just sincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, kind of along with that, what's the least attractive trait? Them not being interested, but not saying it. Mm, yeah. You know? So kind of just like pretending. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you think about dating and relationships what is something that is a non-negotiable for you honesty is definitely non-negotiable um it's supposed to be fun and it's not fun if you're not trustworthy yeah okay so you can think back to when you're younger or you can think back to a few months ago or even right now but when you're interested in someone what are the telltale signs that you're interested in them that's part of the mystery of me because you wouldn't know. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't give it away. Okay. Yes. All right. Wow. I've never gotten that answer before. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Being in love is without expectation, being super excited and giddy and falling asleep on the phone <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
knowing they'll show up and laughing nonstop for um, random conversations about hot oil or cauliflower or, you know. Yeah. Have you ever had your heart broken? Yes. Yeah. Um, Heartbreak is manipulation. Mm. Heartbreak is um, deceit. Heartbreak is selfishness instead of selflessness. Um, One thing about heartbreak is I don't ever expect anyone to be me. There's only one me. But when you're not you, like your full you, um, it takes steps and it takes patience for you to become, just like it takes steps and patience for me to become. But at some point in time, you can tell when a person decides um, they don't want us to become. Hmm. And that's something that I can see through a brick wall. Wow. So um, that's what heartbreak is to me, is someone showing me and not telling me. Yeah. That's heartbreak. So when you kind of like talk about um, being able to see when someone walks into a room Mm -hmm. or being able to know right away from the get-go if it's real or not, like Mm -hmm. is that like a... Do you feel like you're just a really empathetic person or you easily read people? Like, what does that mean? I can easily read people, but at the same token, I'd rather you open the book than for me to, like, pull it off the shelf, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to just read you. Yeah. I want you to open up and, you know, feel comfortable. And that's something that I really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, I can. That's not fun reading people yeah you know I'd rather allow you to show me who you are and a lot of times I'll take a step back so that I'm not intentionally reading someone and just allowing them to be themselves and that is um that's how you get to know a person yeah because I could have preconceived notions and oh I remember those traits from the last guy that's not fair yeah so yeah Hmm. okay do you have a most memorable date story I do I went to um, a movie and it was 4D, which is something that I had not experienced before. So um, when the movie splashed, water splashed on you physically. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, When there was like a slide or if you were flying in the air, fans would blow and you would feel air under your feet or... um, when things got rocky in the movie your chair would move oh my gosh so this is something that I had never experienced before and it was suggested um by my date and I was like oh no you know gotta get going like come on it'll be fun just you know you might you're here you might as well have fun so I'm like okay cool so we go on this um I don't know it was maybe two or three minutes out of the way not too far out of the way but um I kind of felt like free and a kid again, just like super childlike, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was hilarious for somebody to see me jumping because I'm sprayed or um, to feel wind under my feet. It was kind of creepy, but at the same token, <laughs> like, wow, this was really fun. And I can't believe that somebody even my age or in my mindset would want to have that much fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really eye-opening for me that, That's really oh, cool. he's not lame. <laughs> yeah. Where uh, where was that? It was at the zoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. at the zoo. Yep. That's really cool. 
Okay, on a first date, what is something that you find immediately attractive or immediately repelling? Immediately attractive is a smile when I approach, mm-hmm. like a welcoming aura. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately repelling? Them looking down at their phone. Mm, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm with people, whether I'm on a date or with I'm just with friends, like when someone is just looking down at their phone the whole time. Because mm-hmm. it feels like they don't want to be there, you know? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Or they're texting and talking about you. Yeah. Or, I mean, if that's the case, then go ahead. Right. Um, I had subject. a, I used to have a friend in college who anytime um, you were hanging out with them, they would literally just like throw their phone on the floor and just like, it was very dramatic and pretty extra and I wouldn't actually do that with a nice phone. But the point was that they would just, you know, be like there in that moment. And it was something that I always really appreciated and tried to like pick up. So like always trying to have my phone face down and like on silent. Um, but yeah, I know that's a big one for I think a lot of people what does friendship mean to you everything yeah it means everything because that's the basis and the foundation for every relationship um I know we think of mother child or father child a lot of times they say oh I'm not your friend I have to be your parent but there is a certain protection and a certain kindness and a certain appreciation that's in friendship that will always be there for mother, child, father, child. And then from friend to friend, that's the foundation. And even in a relationship, if you're trying to build on anything, um, being a friend first and being a friend forever is life-changing. I can't wait for that, but I can wait. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then what does family mean to you? Wow, family means everything. Family to me is like forever friends. Family to me is like um, maybe you don't answer the phone, you know. Maybe I don't hear from you, but I know for a fact that we're family. Mm. Maybe um, I take a trip to see you. Maybe you take a trip to see me. Even if you don't, I know that we're family. It's um, without expectation. uh But also, I'll let you know that you're family. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know that there's a relationship between us and that you're super special. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know that. I have to. It's like a part of me, um, just like a natural part of me. You know your family. Yeah. 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 Wow. And then what scares you most about love? It not being here. So, um, love is supposed to be present, like constantly, but everybody's definition of love is different. So it might be present to me, but to someone else, it, you know, according to their definition of love, it might not be present. So I fear it not being present and I don't know it, Mm -hmm. or I fear it, um, not being present for me, yeah. Um, whether now or tomorrow or long term, I fear it not being available to me, um, and I fear my interpretation or presentation of love being wrong. Hmm. 
Interesting. What does that part mean? Um, my interpretation and my presentation of love could be wrong if it pulls or tugs someone in a direction that they really don't want to go in mm. or that mm, I won't say that because there's always something that we don't want to do. And then once we do it, we learn from it and we grow from it. So I won't. There's always this, um, oh, I don't want this to happen or I don't want that to happen. So, and that's not what love is. Yeah. Love allows. Love um, is willing. So those are the fears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. And then do you believe in soulmates? I do. I do believe in soulmates. Um, I've seen it happen before. Really? <laughs> yes. Um, I've seen people meet and marry after three days what yeah that's a real thing yes it's a real thing oh my gosh meet one another marry after three days and have 25 year anniversary you know plus um i've seen people meet after 40 years of heartbreak and divorce on both sides and fall head over heels in love with one another marry and i mean they're like linked in (laughs) sync and uh relentless Hmm. about loving one another yeah so yeah so what does soulmates mean to you soulmates mean i don't have to agree with you um in order to love you you don't have to agree with me it means my expectations for you are greater than what i could possibly see or imagine soulmates don't feel love but hold on to commitment soulmates they see you on the outside but they see you from the inside out so you could be a thousand miles away and you're talking to a soulmate on the telephone and they know something's right or something's wrong yeah jacrito when you talk i feel like it sounds like poetry (laughs) (laughs) well i am a poet there you go (laughs) all right wow i feel like i already learned so much Okay, so it is time for dating do's and don'ts. Now, this is just a segment where we kind of go through what is something that you should or should not do on a first date? Something that you should do on a first date is be where you say you're going to be when you say you're (laughs) going to be there. (laughs) I do not want to look for you. Yeah. (laughs) I will, but um, I feel a lot more confident if you're there waiting for me versus me there waiting for you it's just something about it and then a don't a don't don't not be yourself because i'll know (laughs) so be yourself (laughs) yes (laughs) okay awesome that's okay other people do that too like don't not do this so i do okay so it is time for the topic of the week now as most people know, um, I typically don't ask people to talk about a specific thing. I usually will ask people what they want to talk about. And so, Jaquita, you mentioned um, building bridges and um, tearing down barriers. So, yeah, what does building bridges mean to you? Building bridges to me um, means tearing down walls. <laughs> there are pillars that bridges have to be built on. There's a foundation that bridges have to be built on. But before you can build bridges, before you can put pillars in the ground and um, 
create a foundation, there has to be some sort of relationship, some sort of uh, opening or willingness to create a passageway from one end to the next. Um, And it can't just be about me. It has to be about um, not being separate. Hmm. Um, So when you encounter people and you feel like there's like a wall up here, like what are some of those walls? What are some of those (laughs) things that you feel like get in the way? Some of those walls are headphones. Oh. Yeah. Headphones, head down. um, You see me coming. (laughs) <laughs> and you you know so and that's not um necessarily a wall that needs to be torn down but it could be a tap on the shoulder hey how are you today and maybe they hadn't lifted their head all day you don't know what in hindsight you know you're taking action for but we have a responsibility to just kind of reach and create these relationships that we were created for and built for, I believe. Um, I have lived life as a nomad (laughs) at times, and I have been in a room full of hundreds of people, thousands of people. And um, the coolest thing about that is having a bridge to get to them or for them to get to me or for um, us to get from one place or one state of mind, state of being, state of location to another. Without bridges, a lot of transportation, communication um, would not happen. And I feel like if we had more bridges, um, meaning tearing down the wall inside me first, (laughs) and allowing people in, allowing people to reach me, allowing people to um, see me and coming out of isolation, not hiding, um, creates relationships and friendships and conversations, um, coffee stops, small groups, businesses. Yeah. So what is that process of like tearing down the walls inside of you looked like? What does it look like for you to get to a point of saying like, okay, I want people to see me. Like I want people to know me and I want to let people in. Um, Like take me through like that transformation for you. Okay. Um, Wow. I didn't talk a lot when I was younger. I would only write Mm -hmm. because I felt like I wasn't heard. So going from that to talking and sometimes having to tell myself to pull back um went from being in different situations and circumstances encounters with people that I never thought I'd meet um walking a path I never thought I'd walk I'll give you a particular example um coming here to Oxford and being in a place that I didn't know existed for a purpose and a mission that I was on um, to build and to see something manifest that was um, clearly invisible at the time. Um, I had business cards. I had uh, a balcony that I could hang over and wave to people. But at some point I had to come down from the balcony 
and pass out those business cards or shake hands with people that I had never seen before that didn't know me. Um, some of them threw my business cards in the trash. Some of them held their heads down and said, no, thank you. Never looked me in the face. Um, but I kept doing it day after day after day. Um, and I decided that it wasn't about building the business, but it was about building me because I was overcoming my fears of rejection. I was overcoming my fears of alienation. Um, being somewhere and not knowing anyone was obvious for me, but I don't know if people saw that on me, but I didn't want to be um, anything more than willing. <laughs> I'm a lifelong learner, so I love people. Um, there's always something I can learn from. It could be a squirrel, <laughs> and I could learn from it. <laughs> but if that squirrel won't let me play, you know, or if, of course, that's not safe, but... <laughs> Don't go playing with squirrels. <laughs> but um, yeah. So shaking hands with people that I've never met before, never known before, um, and then seeing them at church, and then seeing them again at Kroger, and then seeing them again at Kafenya. That is how the walls began tearing down inside of me because I, not only did I come out of my comfort zone, I came out of my home more. I came outside, um, so I came outside of myself, and then I came outside of my expectations. Mm. So from feeling rejected to not wanting to be rejected to not thinking about rejection anymore, but just being and becoming and learning and seeing and acknowledging other people and um, asking. Yeah. I just started asking, asking questions, um, asking, hey, do you know this person? And this person, you know, might respond, oh, yeah, do you know this person? So um, from that to introductions, you know? Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. I find that so interesting because my only experience of you has been like this very bright and very bubbly um, and loud, like you literally make an entrance wherever you go, um, kind of person. Like that's been my own only experience of you in Oxford. And so it's really, um, surprising and also really like inspiring in a way for me, um, hearing that you haven't always necessarily been like that, but that is something that required you to like really push yourself and get out of your comfort zone to do. And it's just wild to me because like you, like when I think of people who, build bridges or make people feel at home or um people who just light up a room when they walk in like I think of you and mm. so that's something that I will like often uh, me and Amanda who has been on the podcast before will joke about a lot because me and Amanda will go to Kafenia um on any given morning of the week and anytime Jaquita walks in it's just like everyone in there knows her and you just go and you hug everyone and you smile at everyone and say good morning and these are people that like I've seen them almost every day in this coffee shop for like two years now and have never spoken a word to and somehow you just know like everyone in there and it's just so wild to me because I'm like how does she do that and I know that I'm not the only person who like 
wonders about that and so I feel like I don't know I'm sure that most people know someone like they think of one person at least um, that when that person walks in the room everyone just lights up and you think wow like I wish I could have that kind of impact on people like I wish I could make people feel that way you know just by like talking to them but it can feel so scary and it can feel so like daunting or this like yeah I don't want to be rejected what happens if I like walk up to someone and say hi and they don't say anything like what do I do then and so um yeah I just think that's really interesting so like how how did you get over those fears of rejection how did you like how did you become the Jaquita that we all know and love today well I have um a lot of support and a lot of lights around me. Um, and I remember this one quote from, I think it was one of the coaches. Anyway, he said, I'll be a faucet, not a drain. Hmm. Well, how can I pour out if I haven't had anything pouring into me? Well, I couldn't use that as an excuse. I've had so much pouring into me um, that most of the time when I'm loud and bubbly and excited and I'm about to combust. Like there's so much joy, there's so much peace, there's so much energy. And um, with the experience of me being here as a barber, when people come and they sit down, I'm receiving from them just as much as they're receiving an experience from me. I'm learning something from them. They're sharing stories, they're sharing testimonies, or they're sharing um, maybe something that they need to overcome, you know? And we're drawing strength from one another. It says, you know, iron sharpens iron. And having that push of water, almost like standing under a waterfall, something has to come off because of the water pressure being so strong. And then there has to be a flow. You know, something has to flow through, even if it, you know, a little trickle that starts through some rocks turns into a river and that river turns into a lake and the lake turns turns into an ocean. And that's really what I feel like um, pushes me and press, presses me every day into building those bridges and yeah. Wow. Um, so Jaquita, you have a son mm-hmm. who I affectionately refer to as my little brother um, and pick on as such. What does it mean for you to like teach him to also um, kind of step out on a limb and to be his full self and to let people see him? Um, yeah, what does that look like for you to pass that along? What that looks like is uh, him actually passing it to me. Hmm. How so? Um, I remember him telling me one time, I won't always be positive but I'll always be myself and he might have been eight years old when he said that oh to my me. gosh <laughs> so I am extremely blessed um to have such a great gift in my life for I will go to him and I'll apologize if I'm wrong um I will go to him and I will ask him do you think this is a good idea um he's an old soul so Passing it on to him means that if he can tell me, you know, um, not to give up and not to go through um, life and work so hard and then give up on your dreams, I have to encourage him to make sure um, that he's unapologetically himself. Yeah. Because there's no one like him 
And there are people who are afraid and intimidated and feel rejected like I did. And there was someone that came along and they told me the truth. Mm. They didn't tell their friend the truth about me. They told me the truth. And what that did was um, it brought breakthrough into my life. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what love is to me. When someone will tell you the truth and they'll um, also allow you that time and space to become and even take a step back so they can appreciate who you are in that moment without expectations of you becoming. So, yeah, it's extremely important for um, me to see Jabari as he is, but also to hold him accountable to having a voice mm. in every place, in every space, from our home to anyone's. Yeah. His, his voice matters. He matters. Yeah. That's really interesting because there's something I've been thinking about a little bit lately, um, a lot in part because of my sister um, and conversations with her, but just this idea of are you acting out of a way because you think that's who you are when that's like a lie or are you acting out of who you actually are? So she talked about um, like, I don't know, are you acting like weird or awkward or nervous because you have heard that from people because like people have spoken lies over you before that said that about you or are you acting out of like who you really know yourself to be and who you really want to be um and that's something it's funny because like my parents like she brought this up too but our parents for like our the entirety of our lives have always been like you are strong and you're capable and you can do this and you're talented and you're too smart to like sit around and not do anything and for whatever reason like at some point we got in our minds from god knows where this idea that we weren't those things and that we couldn't be those kinds of people that we wanted to be and so we start acting out of a place of fear of Mm -hmm. like whether it's fear of rejection or a fear of failure or a fear of just not being enough rather than acting out of like who we really are um, and who we were created to be and so that's something really interesting because I'm hearing a lot of these echoes in what you're saying of like I used to be afraid of rejection or I was like held back by fear um, but then having someone come into your life and speak from a place of love and Mm -hmm. not Um, speaking from a place of lies or speaking from like a deficit perspective but speaking from a place of like no like I know that you can be better because you are better like I know that this is your essence and not like you know like these negative things that you've thought all this time yes um which is just so powerful to me because it oh it's so I think it's so important in relationships like if you don't believe that you're enough or if you don't believe that you are like just as capable of walking up to a stranger and saying, Hey, like, how's your day going? Mm -hmm. Glad to see you this morning. Then like, what, I mean, I don't know if you don't feel like you're capable of doing that. How are you ever going to build meaningful relationships? You know? Um, yeah, that's, so that's, that's what that made me think of. And then, yeah, kind of, how do you feel like parenting is like changed or shaped how you view Um, like yourself and authenticity wow I had to actually um, (laughs) realize who I am and you even asked me that question 
um, before, like, who are you? What are some attributes that you have? And I could not think of any. <laughs> um, and the thing about that is who we are is often reflective in our response to the hats we wear, you know, what we do. What do you mean? So I'm a barber. I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. And when someone asks who you are, they don't ask what you do. But nine times out of ten, you're going to get a response that tells you what I do and not who I am. So um, in realizing who I am, I created some affirmations. That's part of Jabari's uh, responsibility and me being a good steward over him is um, everything comes from a seed. So there were these affirmations that I had learned about, and I was like, okay, great. This would be great to pass on to him, but I wasn't doing it myself. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I need to have some responsibility here. So I started creating these affirmations. I am light. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am chosen. I am protected. I am strong. I am brave. I am fearless. Um, And I don't always say them, and it feels great saying them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll even do that more. But, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time in my life caring for others to the point where I didn't recognize who I was at all, Hmm. especially because my identity was just wrapped up in what I did. So I went from um, caring for both of my parents, you know, thankful for their lives um, that they had here, to getting away from that. And then I would find someone to care for, you know, or I would find someone that needed me, you know, and um, I even realized then, like, man, oh, they don't need you, but they're going to take advantage of, you know, they're going to take advantage of you mm-hmm. um, because you're there and because you're doing it. So I had to check myself on that. And I was like, man, okay, I need me. Yeah, I need me. So I decided to spend as much time as I possibly could alone and not because I didn't want to be around anyone else is because I had to learn how to be around me in order to see myself for who I was. So those affirmations um, are true. They didn't become true. They were already true. I just didn't realize it until I took the time uh, to spend time by myself. I would sit in my, um, there's a chair in my living room. I remember a couple times I would sit there, maybe like three or four hours would go by. And I would just be sitting there and I would have time to think and reflect and realize. Um, But most importantly, I believe that I want to reflect Christ in everything. Um, I want to be hands and feet for someone else. It means to be useful, not to be used or not to be abused. Mm. Um, So I am light. You know, I am love. I am kindness. Um, I am selfless. Um, I am a bridge. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Is there anything else that you want to say on this topic? If it were not for bridges, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) Mm. Um, if it were not for walls, 
I would not have needed to tap into courage or bravery or fearlessness to find a way around it, find a way over it or break through it. Um, And that foundation is, for me, faith. I don't see the bridge that I want to build, but I can see it being built. Hmm. You know, every time I decide to um, or choose to or allow someone else to, I can see it being built. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for talking about that and sharing so much of your own personal story. Loved hearing about that. Um, I feel like I learned a lot that I didn't know about you before, which was really fun for me. Okay, so it is time for 575. Now this is the segment where we are going to write love haikus and read them to our listeners. So we will be back right after this. So we are back and we are ready to read these love haikus. So Jaquita, we use poetry slam rules, which means that afterwards we snap and you have to read it in your most dramatic and or sultry voice. So whenever you're ready, why don't you read us your three words, your title, and then your poem. My three words are gentle, long-suffering, and massage. All right. The title is Go Through It. Long-suffering is nothing like a gentle massage, yet necessary to appreciate wellness after you have endured. Mm. Wow. I need a massage. All right. So my three words were run, bold, and hold. And my title is The Key. You should be more bold. Stop running from who you are. You hold your freedom. (laughs) Thanks, pal. Um, So it is time for Fix My Love Life. And so uh, we're going to read a question from one of the listeners and then do our best to give some advice, even though we are not experts in this topic. So this question comes from Anna. And she asked... How do you feel confident in your body after you've had kids? I feel confident in my body because I had a child. Um, Just the fact that it could stretch, it can produce, it can provide, and it can return or it can relapse. (laughs) Um. I think that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. So the confidence is just in my body and what it's capable of doing. And then to see the product, my child. Um, I will answer that by saying I have never had kids, so I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know. I guess I would say that feeling confident and feeling good in your own skin after you have kids probably feels kind of similar to feeling confident in your own skin and in your body at any point in your life. So like do the things that you know are good for it, um, good for you and your soul, whether that is working out or eating ice cream or 
pizza or vegetables. Um, and I think honestly, probably what Jacuito was talking about, but affirming yourself and um, being able to say like, I am beautiful. Like I'm amazing. My body is strong and powerful and all that good stuff. Um, but like I said, never had a kid. Don't know. <laughs> Can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so it is time for the relation tip of the week, and this is just your parting words, your bit of encouragement to the listeners, anything that you want to say can be in relation to what you talked about, or it can be completely different. Have fun and be you. Um, you're not responsible for being who someone else wants you to be. You're not really living if you're not being you. You're just kind of existing. So, yeah, take charge. Be you. Um, and have fun with that. Like, do what you love. Do what you enjoy. Take someone with you. Whatever space you have, whatever joy you have, whatever peace you have, reach someone that maybe has the same peace or is maybe lacking or maybe has more. And uh, build. Great. Thank you. That was awesome. All right, everyone. If you have a question or a comment for the podcast, as always, you can go to www.elephantsandlove.com, click on the podcast page, and then submit something right there. So thanks for listening, and we will talk next time. Yeah.